0: Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on WGWG. Uh, we talk movies right here each week and very happy to, to spend some time talking uh, with filmmakers and reviewing films. And today, we're very happy to have Checo Varisi, who is the uh, cinematographer, director of photography for the film It 2. And uh, Checo, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Thank you so much. I
1: really appreciate your time and uh, happy to be with you in in spirit
0: (laughs) that's right well um you have got uh, such an extensive background in a variety of roles as it relates to to film and television and and even going back to the 90s the music videos uh and some of my favorite music videos with uh, the dave matthews band i realized that you did those uh you also did in the mid 80s uh, documentaries and news coverage Talk a little bit about, if you would, just that love or what it is that brought you into film and cinematography.
1: What brought me into film and cinematography was complete coincidence. I really never planned to be a director of photography or anything like that. I, I studied architecture and I was a very happy architect in um, the early 80s uh, in South America in Peru where I was born and I grew up and uh, one day I was in the right place at the right time and National Geographic needed someone that spoke English and knew the region and on a Wednesday I met the producer director and by Friday I threw the drawing board and the little floor plans and I said well i have never be an architect again <laughs> it was complete serendipity
0: wow wow And was there an immediate love for this once you got into it? Did you know? Yeah, this is what I will be doing.
1: Yes. I, I literally, it's, it's like, I think it's like dating wonderful girls in my case and being in love with all of them. And all of a sudden you turn to your left and you see this beautiful face. And you know you're going to spend the rest of your life with her. Wow. And that was it.
0: Wow, wow. So for you, once you got into uh, to shooting, uh, was it more about the image or was it about the lighting or w- was it a little bit of both? Because there is this marriage between uh, shooting and making sure that the light uh, of the space is there as well.
1: I think... I think, for me at least, and 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 that's a very personal experience, and it's a very unique. Each one of us have a unique
0: background. Some
1: some cinematographers are come from a family of filmmakers. Some cinematographers come from different backgrounds. In my case, was love at the first sight. I think I started by loving the adventure of being a documentary camera assistant, and then photographer or cameraman, um, but also was about stories. I think my father used to read me fairy tales first and, 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 and then pirate adventures when I was older and then I read my own book. And I always loved the storytelling part. I always loved the the, the fantasy that one can achieve. I always loved to tell the story of a poignant moment in someone's life, or a documentary, I think cinematographers, in particular directors and filmmakers, we are the, the voice of the 20th century and the 21st century. We are the main way of communication and the, way, the main way of telling stories. You know, in the 1800s, the romanticism or 1900s of of being a writer you know with a cat on your lap and and a pipe in front of the fireplace and writing with your pen uh was what everyone everybody wanted to do uh i think in the 20th century the, the latest part of the 20th i'm a son of the latest part of the 20th century i always looked up at at, at the way to tell uh, drama or adventure or 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 comedy in 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 a very humane way and and I think we are the, the the keepers of the history. You know what would it be of the history if it weren't for for movies about the Second World War and the, and the Battle of Algiers and and 1900 1900 and the struggle of the workers. Uh, or, or, or Harry Sally. you know. But right. so we, we all grew up with that, and I think we're the keepers of, of the memory, you know, and that's what always fascinated
0: me. I love that. From okay. the very beginning. Yeah, I love that. The keepers of the memory. I love that phrase, and I think it is so true that when you look back over the history of cinema, and you know, in many ways, the history of cinema is really still very young when you look at it over the course of human history. And it continues to evolve, it continues to change in the way that we're able to tell those stories visually continues to change as well. What are some of the uh, visual changes that you feel have been most significant to you uh, in the way you're able to tell that story through the lens?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Um i The ways cinema and the visual the visual language has changed I think as an analogy i would I would take painters or I would take artists you know there was a very rigid language uh, at the beginning of telling stories. Some of the rigidity was given by by the technical means and some of the rigidity was given by the storytelling means and some of the rigidity was given by the way we would tell stories and then and then you would have groundbreaking events you know I'm not a cinema study uh, expert but they're groundbreaking events you know like Citizen Kane broke ground rules in how to tell stories right. and then you go to the French. Uh, the French Filmmakers of the 60s or the Italian filmmakers of the 60s, and then you break again uh, And so forth and so on I Do believe that we're very lucky. uh, I have been very lucky to live this revolution of uh, how to tell stories, you know that All of a sudden you can carry a camera because it's lighting off and you can run around and you do battle of Algiers all of a sudden uh, the cameras became lighter and the cameras became more affordable and the whole process became more affordable and I think it's like the invention of the clavichord or the piano, you know, right. what would have happened if Mozart would have uh, was born a hundred years before, That he would have been a composer, but he was born where he could took a clavichord to the front of his living room and, and play at the age of five, right. you know. Having and 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 I'm not saying Mozart was still a genius, you know, but he was a genius also because he had the ability to be in front of one device right. that had 81 notes or 81 keys, and he could create whatever he wanted. You know, uh, I think the advent of technology, and and by technology I would say 16 millimeter cameras or the RE2C that was a very light cameras in the 80s and allowed coppola to to do apocalypse now by himself in the middle of nowhere you know that that allows allows passion and creativity to be freer and you know uh, today you could shoot a movie with your iphone and 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 hopefully it will be a great movie and it's not about the tools it's about it's not about the violin, it's about the violinist player, yeah. you know, and, and, and you can have the best violin and don't know how to use it and you can have a, a, a plastic violin that they delivered through UPS and well, you it, can
0: play something
1: fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, um, that is just amazing. And, and for you, you've been able to see uh, and be a part of technology Uh, Since your days in the 80s of shooting the documentaries and shooting the news footage and you've seen uh, an amazing amount of change and you've been able to adapt and utilize that and uh, You know as you've looked at shooting uh, like TV pilots and uh, you know going back to your music video days and the documentary days How have you utilized all of that? uh, As you moved into the, the work in film, how are those things different and how are those things the same for you?
1: I was lucky enough to to start in a very awkward way, and I did the opposite of most of my peers or colleagues. Or not most, but some of my peers and colleagues. I, I started with videotape, you know? So you have this
0: magnetic
1: thing that rolls around, and you shoot through a little chip with, with a
0: black and white monitor in
1: your viewfinder. Yes,
0: yes, yes. And, and
1: and and for your audience that it's young enough uh, we used to carry a, a milk crate with a tape in it you know and that was a three-quarter inch pneumatic that was oh my god this is fantastic it looks great <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah good yeah. good luck good luck you know <laughs> yeah not really uh, and then and then I drift into film by then again, coincidence, I was in the right place at the right time. And I was a little exhausted of, of, of the tragedy of being a work correspondent and a news cameraman. And, you know, uh, it was the, the, the fall of the Berlin Wall. And then all of a sudden we had 24 hour news and we had to chase any piece of news as opposed to chase or as opposed to follow, I would say instead of chase, uh, a story and develop it. So I sort of drift out of news <clears throat> little by little and uh, go into, into music videos. That was a fantastic avenue. <clears throat> like my colleague Mari Labatique comes out of music video and he's extraordinarily successful, but at the end of the day, he has this this wonderful eye and wonderful creativity that was given by by a completely free medium. You had five minutes, you had music, and you just had to do beautiful images. Um, and all of a sudden I started shooting in film. So my learning curve was the opposite. When, when the first digital camera appeared 15 years ago or whatever, uh, everybody was, oh my God, how do you shoot video? And I'm like, oops. I did it, so it's the same but better, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went back to shooting video. I went back to shooting video, and now obviously, it, my colleagues at iReflex or Sony, if I call it video, they'll probably fire me from every <laughs> guild that I'm a member, and it's a digital cinema. Yes. But it's the same, you know. It's 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 electronic pixels played one after the other one.
0: Right. Um,
1: right. I think technology. Gives you freedom, and at the same time, you could be the most solitary imprisoned inmate if you believe that technology is all there is. Right. You know? Right. Um, I have an analogy that it's sort of funny. I think cinematographers, we are like chefs. You know, we all go to the same farmers market. We all go the same tomatoes, and we all buy the same olive oil. And you get a little bit of oregano from your garden. And we all cook with the same ingredients. And if you were to give twenty different ingredients, 20, 20 of the same ingredients to twenty different cinematogra- uh, chefs, sorry, uh, for the Freudian slip. Uh, we will all cook different things right. because it's not, about, it's not about the tool. It's about what you have inside yourself. What is your soul about? What are your memories? What what do you see when you see something? What do you feel when you, when you see uh, a little kid running in a field? We all see it differently. Right. And that's the beauty of it. It's not about the tomatoes. It's about the cook. You know, it's not about the... The, the cameras is about the
0: cinematographer. Right, right. I, I have always been drawn to film uh, and TV and video uh, because of the visual storytelling that can happen, even without dialogue, um, even without a musical score or a, a sound design. The visuals can do so much, and I've always been fascinated by that and by great cinematographers uh, that can bring these stories to life. Uh, and you've been able to work on some amazing television shows uh, throughout your time. And then you look at some of your, your films, uh, the feature films like uh, you 33 know, and The Miracles from Heaven. Uh, and now you're getting a chance to uh, work on or, or wrap your work on It 2, Chapter 2. And uh, you know the, uh, the first it that we saw in theaters uh, not too long ago was just an incredible hit that just really, I think surprised a lot of people just how good it was. Talk about taking on uh, this second chapter of something that has already established uh, just this great love and following.
1: Well, it, it was a, a great challenge and it was a great adventure. Um, each Chapter One was a fantastic, and still is, because actually I think it opens in theaters again next week. Um, it's a fantastic adventure. It's, it's, what, it's what everyone dreams of spending your summer, I mean, besides the fact that someone tries to kill you. but uh, <laughs> That's a detail. But it's a, the adventure of this, this young uh, loser's club group of kids that spend their summer in in the chase of this nightmare right you know right um my peer the cinematographer it chapter one chong did an extraordinary job so when i got the offer from andy muschietti which i know for a long time it was very interesting because you have to pay tribute and honor to someone that did a beautiful job but at the same time you have to be gentle and and, and, and respectful of trying to imprint your own vision on it right, uh, right. thankfully this is not a sequel this is not uh, uh, the other movie this is this is a completely different time period right uh, the movie plays with two completely different time periods one is we flash back or we go back to their childhood and that part was to be as close as possible of to each chapter one because you want to keep the suspension of disbelief of the audience so the kids have to look the same the wardrobe had to look the same the locations had to look the same so you had to even though we shot it a few years later, uh, you had to keep the audience believing that it was the same time frame. you know? Right. There's, there's nothing worse than an, an audience member going, hmm, you know, this <laughs> looks weird. And then by then you lost the plot and your attention is gone. So, so Andy Muschietti was extraordinarily careful of crafting to the pixel, to the <clears throat> most minimal detail craft the audience and take the audience by the hand and walk them through this exactly the same feelings and, and emotions as the first one which in my case on a more technical part was okay how did we shoot that how which lenses we use which lighting how was the sky did we light it uh, overcast so i was basically taking the steps of my predecessor in, in honoring him and making sure that you would, as an audience, believe that we were doing the same movie. Um, I don't know how technical we want to go. We did use a little bit of a different set of lenses, but that's that's part of the tomatoes and the oregano, you know. Right. It, it, right. It, it, it The feeling at the end of the day is that you are – tasting the same dish
0: yes you know yes yes
1: yes and then i had the the, the 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 beauty and the advantage was then the story takes place 27 years later you know
0: now you are
1: embracing the life of these adults that had had the scar though they don't remember it and i'm not making any spoilers but right. they don't remember what happened when they were kids but little by little they start to go back and remember what happened in that now famous but infamous summer. Yes. Um and we got to do a completely different movie. You know, it is darker, it's the adventures and the fears and the traumas and in, and in, in the hopes of adults, you know. If you ask a kid what's his adventure and the adventure may be you know, running in a beach and, 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 and enjoying the sun and the light and playing soccer in a beach. If you ask an adult what his adventure is, sitting down with, a, with the love of your life, having a glass of red wine. So you, you got to play a completely different. So that was my imprint. That is where, where my, my experience and my, and my adventures, my personal adventures come to play. And Andy was freeing us from making the other movie, Just, we made an original, completely different experience. You know, it's darker, it's scarier. It's it's about their fears as adults, which you can imagine. You know, it's it's about your husband or wife that it's it's, it's cheating on you or whatever. Your 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 fears as eating too much or eating too little. It's 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 the fears on an, an adult, yes. and that fascinating. Wow,
0: wow. So, you 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 have continued to talk about kind of the adventure of the characters, but it, it sounds like you had an adventure yourself in shooting this uh, film as well.
1: Oh, believe me. Every every morning I as I was put in the backpack and the gloves and I was climbing the Everest. I was arriving to the tip of the Everest and i like great. And then the next morning you wake up and it's like, oh Jesus. There is another Everest, and let's go back up, you know, and then by Friday, you climb it five times, and then Sunday, you sleep, and then Monday morning, well, maybe we'll do a little walk in Ronian Canyon, which is this beautiful place here in Los Angeles, and no, 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 Andy Muschietti wants to go back up at the Everest again,
0: <laughs> okay, let's go back up the Everest, <laughs> So, so it was definitely an adventure, but a daunting task as well, and a challenging one, uh, I can, uh, can only guess. You know, there are some directors, that, there are as many as directors
1: as human beings there are, and everyone is different. And you have, as a cinematographer, to love them all. You know, I'm married to a very talented director. We've done several movies together, and you mentioned two of them, The 33 and Miracles from Heaven.
0: But every time I
1: start a new project I go to her and I go, Oh, I'm sorry I'm gonna marry someone else for a couple of weeks or a couple of months <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's what it is, you know, you you get into this symbiotic relationship that is full of love or passion and and and, and fear and, and, and jealousy and, and everything, you know, that, that a romantic drama has and and, and and you come out of it hopefully You know holding hands and having this great adventure you know and or this great marriage you know and i think we did that with andy i don't i don't remember someone as tactile and as involved in every single bit of the creative process as andy wow you know andy andy can linger on a detail for an extended amount of time. But you realize at the end, maybe a week later, maybe the same day, that that detail, it's so crucial to the storytelling. Wow. And the, and the emotional storytelling, or the visual storytelling, or the the, the the romantic storytelling, that it's fascinating. And that goes from the preparation of the movie all the way to the last color correction you know, Andy could sit in front of a frame and say, I don't know what is it, but I don't like it. And we'll find it together. And, or the camera move, you know. right? The camera move. Let's do it again. I don't think it's perfect. And you look at it and you go, oh, he's right. It's yeah. not perfect. Yeah. And, and, I, and you don't know what it is. You know, he sees it way before everybody else, wow. you know. and And to me, that's... that's that's the little Everest every morning, you know. Right.
0: Oh, yes, I forgot it was relentless. Yes. Let's do it again. <laughs> well, it, it, you, you nailed it because you anytime you enter into a new project, and it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what your job or your career may be, when you enter into some type of new project, uh, it is developing a relationship with the project and with those involved in it. And within those relationships that we build with that project, there, there is joy, there is frustration, there is anxiety, and there is, you know, just exhaustion. All of those rolled into one. And uh, as you're talking through this, I'm just blown away by what I, my mind is picking up with what this shoot must have been like. Talk about, if you would, was there one challenge that hit you that you know you talk about the everest moments was there one challenge that was that one everest moment where you said i've got to get over this and i've got to find a way to make it happen
1: i think the biggest challenge we faced was when we all said oh yeah let's do this movie <laughs> that was the biggest challenge um i i hate to 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 nail it to one event uh you know, for a cinematographer everything is daunting and everything is fascinating and everything is fun. Right. You know, you you I can only imagine being in the Sahara or the Moroccan desert and, and, and having a camel two and a half miles away like Lawrence of Arabia and no radius and, and, and having a guy on top of a scaffolding with a big flag going like this for for uh Omar Sharif to come in a camel yes. you know that is daunting yes for us it was daunting to 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 shoot in one of the largest stages with a set that was built wall to wall guild to guild of this stage with no space even to walk around you had to open the door get out and come back on the other door um which is where where, where Pennywise inhabits in in each chapter two And it was extraordinarily daunting, but sometimes, you know, the most daunting scenes are the most simple ones, you know, uh, Beverly, the character of Beverly played brilliantly by Jessica Chastain has a conversation with his friends. And if you were to think about it, it's an extremely simple scene. There is like five guys sitting in this beautiful, you know, turn of the century building that replicates the lobby of the dairy motel hotel, sorry, uh, bed and breakfast, and that's a simple scene. And it was extraordinarily complex because everyone had to have a different lighting to reflect their different states of mind, and all of that done by just adjusting an inch or two of their positions within within the frame. And I remember finishing, it. that's one of my favorite scenes, and in, in, in Jessica plays brilliantly, and we push in into a close-up, and she has a little shadow of, of, the, 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 of one of the lights, and she has a little shadow in her eye, and then she leans forward, and the shadow goes away, and you see the spark in one of her eyes, and one tear comes and starts rolling her cheek, and it disappears by the time it hits her lip there is another shadow and so you only have a glimpse of her sorrow and, and, and of her of her sadness. Wow. And that was fascinating, you know. And that was it. It was the most simple shot but Jessica played it brilliantly and and, and the gods of, of lighting helped me and I was lucky and, and that's what it is. And that's probably my favorite shot in the whole movie. If you were ask me what was my difficult shot, well, there was a shot with at night with two and a half miles of very late at night, and etc. That's difficult. Right. But it, right. but it is, it's ch- it's technically challenging. Yes.
0: The other one
1: was emotionally challenging. Yes. Yes. And those are the most rewarding. Yeah.
0: Well, Checo, I really appreciate your time today, and uh, the film, uh, It Chapter Two, uh, is, is one that uh, many are looking forward to seeing. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or final comments you would like to share with our audience?
1: Yes, I think my, my final thought is, I would think that every time you see a Everest,
0: climb it. Wow. Well, you are uh, continuing to be the keeper of memories, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, the uh, the film, uh, It Chapter 2, uh, the cinematographer, Chekhov uh you can uh, check out his information on uh, IMDb or, or any other places that uh, people can find you or follow your work.
1: Basically what people should do is go and see the movie and then... You know, enjoy the ride and, and look for that tear falling down Jessica's cheek. Ah. And I think, I think that is the best homage to, to the hundreds of people that worked tirelessly pushing us up the Everest because it's not me or it's not Andy, it's all of us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us here on Cinema Scene on WGWG.org. Until next time, that is a wrap.